celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe this is animal radio and here are your hosts hal abrams and judy francis and the whole dream team of experts they're here to answer your questions whether it be medical or behavioral also ladybug the studio stunt chihuahua slash wonder dog she just ate lunch lucky dog cuisine by the way i gotta tell you about these guys later on <laughs> she some good food. She loves it. She she really does. She's well, eating better than I am here. Well, you know what? It's it's like they're frozen, so there's no preservatives in it. You just pull a package out, and it's like you cooked for them. It's like a home-cooked meal time. someone else prepared. Very cool. 1-866-405-8405. I noticed today, Doc, that you have uh, your diamond-studded stethoscope. This is... Uh, <laughs> did, is that, was that an award? Did you win that as an award or just kind of a personal thing? And are those you real know, diamonds? Like, they, they just give it to the top vets out there, you know. It's it's kind of a badge of honor. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Let's hit the phones. We have Mike on the phones. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing good. Appreciate you taking my call. How are y'all doing today? Very good. Hi. We've got a bull master puppy about coming up on a year old, and she has to put everything in her mouth, from twigs to rocks to cell phones to sprinkler heads to garden hoses. <laughs> And I was wow. wondering if that was something specific that that breed is known to do, or if it's a puppy thing and she's just testing her universe and she'll grow out of it, or what you thought about that? Well, a couple of your points I agree with fully. Um, she is definitely exploring her world, and, and that's part of what dogs do is pretty much anything within the reach of their mouth is up for grabs and it's just like a baby exploring crawling around with their hands um, dogs are going to put anything in their mouth just to kind of learn what it's about the scent the feel to get the orientation now i will say that there are some dogs definitely that have higher tendencies of picking up things and getting into trouble um, and actually on top of my list is actually the labrador but um, you know mastiffs are they're fun dogs um, and they can be a little bit of uh, some troublemakers so i would say that it's partly true for the breed and just partly you know you're he's um, developing and going through the puppyhood so that's all going to be part of things um, the big challenge is really to not um, get too upset about it but to monitor with caution and I know that sounds really ridiculous you know we want you not to be worried but to watch him carefully um, but the big thing is really to make sure we give him lots of opportunity to get exhausted tired played um, so that he doesn't have as much desire to want to chew or pick up things inappropriately. Um, and then the, she's still teething at this time? Sure, absolutely. Um, the only thing with teething in dogs is certainly the teeth cut in. We get adult teeth up until about 10 months of age, 12 months of age. Beyond that, you just got a, a silly dog that <laughs> likes to chew on things. There's, I don't blame as much of that behavior on teething so much as it is just a natural behavior for dogs. Um, so, but I think that by working on things like getting her more opportunities to play, um, to chew on appropriate items, um, and for a dog that size, you, you might be limited, um, but there are some more durable um, hard rubber Kong toys. Um, some of the compressed rawhides are fairly durable for large dogs and give them that outlet. And as always with rawhide, just supervise with that type. But if you give those kind of outlets and then if you see her picking something up um, along the way that she shouldn't, fight the urge to yell at her and say, hey, drop it. 
it can actually make that behavior more repeatable. So we don't want to just reward bad behavior by getting attention, kind of like a little kid screaming for attention and mom pays attention to them in the corners. You have to kind of work with that a little bit with her. I hear what you're saying. I appreciate it. I figured it okay. was something that couldn't really be fixed, and it was we were either going to have a dog that was a walking vacuum cleaner, or we weren't. You know. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm going to say you can fix this, you can work with it, and you can definitely develop this behavior so it doesn't become a continual problem. But uh, yeah, that it, it is it is an innate um, condition and a, a behavior for these babies. So just kind of try to direct it in the right outlet. Thank you so much for your call, Mike. This is Dr. Debbie. We are waiting for your animal calls at one 405 8405 Tripping on my tongue. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here to answer your questions, including... uh the studio stunt wonder dog she just woke up from her little nap you know when, of course because you squeeze the toy there that got her up <laughs> you know it's it's funny when hal's not looking she's licking his keyboard <laughs> that's what she's doing yeah she's licking all of your keys now, you must have food down in there there probably is something down there some crumbs or something down there <laughs> abc's good morning america's dr marty becker is on the way he is uh got some tips with oral dental health what do you got coming up bobby well, we're going to take a look at this year's total at the Iditarod race, and that total is not a good. I will be talking about the number of dogs killed mm. at this so-called entertainment event. That's going to be coming up in the news. Yeah, if you want to start some controversy, talk about Iditarod, and we'll be doing that in just a few minutes. one 405 Hi, Philip. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I heard your program the first time, and I was very impressed. So I had a question. Oh, well, welcome aboard. How can we help you? I have a German German Shepherd, and she is about seven years old, and I think she lost her original parents, I think by death, and she was in the animal control for about two months, and then the uh, German Shepherd Rescue got her out because she was too nice, and she was in there for about nine to ten months. And she is so nice, and so everything is so great about her except one thing. I think she has a behavior disorder. She gets scared uh, when we leave her alone uh, in the house. She will pick up everything and put it in the middle of the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, the control, she will pick up the bread, put it out. She won't eat it. Now, if, if, if you go out of the room and you got meat, she'll steal that and eat it. But everything else, she just picks up and puts out in the middle of the room. And if it's a book, she'll, she'll, she'll read the book and eat it. You know what? I'm going to jump in on here because Flatty's got a cupcake stuck in his mouth right now. So. Um, but yeah, this doesn't necessarily so much seem like a um, like an anxiety problem uh, in a destructive sense as is she's having kind of a uh, gathering, a, a behavior of where she may be coping with your departure in a different way. So you're saying she doesn't eat these things. She just kind of stores them in the center of the room. Most of the time, yeah, the only thing she eats is books. And my wife has been putting because I have a also I have a little uh, a little dog, uh, and uh, 
she's been putting her out back where she has a potty sack, and now she's got to put that in a big trash can because she tore that sack all over the yard. Oh. Okay. Now, I'm going to guess now, Philip. Like tear up paper. Okay. Now, when you leave, what is her, um, is she confined? Does she have full run of the house? Is she crated? Uh, no, she, first we had her in the house. No, she won't go into a crate, period. You can't get her in the crate. We have a big old, big old crate. Um, but uh, if we put her in the house and let her run through the house, she will take everything from the living room, whatever. But we put her in the hallway and put some chairs where she can't get out, and she's fine there. And I know she could jump, but she won't. Okay. So she's fine there, but she only does this stuff whenever my wife leaves. I'm a truck driver, so I'm gone, you know, like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess the first thing I'd want to say is that the number one thing that we need to do is to to really take control of her environment. If we cannot um, put her in a crate, because some dogs do have a lot of anxiety at first, they can learn and be learn how to be accustomed to the crate, but it takes a long time if they have an anxiety about getting in there. But if you can keep her world confined and keep her away from all those things that she tends to move around, that would be the first step that I would do. So whether you use doggy um, or confine her to separate areas, the opportunity is just too great if she has free run of the house. And this could be something we, we have different grades and we work up to, but when we're dealing with a problem, we want to try to make things so simple and make her world very controlled that we can give um, and take things from her and not have to worry about her picking those up or shredding things. Because things like paper items, those can be definitely confined and they can be kept away from dogs. It's just our job to think ahead of them and to actually get that out of their reach. Now, the other thing that I would really want to do for her is some dogs just do these things because they get bored. And we really, if you look at it, they, their life revolves around us. We come home, and that's when the day begins for them. So part of my recommendation would be to really work on giving her some outlets and things to do. Um, on some previous shows, we've talked about trying things like fly ball, um, you know, even birds or dogs who uh, learn frisbee, um, different physical activities, getting dogs to dog parks, give them a social outlet and a physical outlet, and that decreases some of the desire to be destructive or to be naughty in the house. So I would get her tired and get her active and then keep some of those things restricted from her world. And then gradually with time, we can give her things to um, that'll encourage her to chew on those versus the, the paper or the books, especially if it's a library book. That would be a bad deal. I think you hit it right on the head because with my wife, she is very confined and this dog loves to run. She'll get out and she we don't have a great big backyard, but she get out there and just run as hard as she can run. Mm-hmm. I think she needs more activity, yes. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great prescription for pretty much any behavioral problem. So I will definitely recommend that for any dog that tends to have a destructive or a behavioral issue. So thanks so much for your call. We are here waiting for your call, veterinary behavior or otherwise. This is Dr. Debbie at 1-866-405-8405. And that number is open all week long. So if you have a question during the middle of the week and you want to ask it, feel free to call that. Or if you want to email us, you can email each and every one of us directly from our website at animalradio.com. There's more Animal Radio on the way. Stick around, you lucky dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
Welcome back to Party Animal on Animal Radio, and thanks for having me, and thanks for joining me as always. Uh, I want to talk to you guys about a commercial, a very popular commercial. It, it might be about saving money on your long distance, and it's a disgruntled couple, and they're talking about how uh, he doesn't want to be committed to a phone plan. Yeah, that's it. And she says, we've been married for 40 years, and he says, 38 and he said, and you know I like variety. And she goes, we've had 11 bulldogs all named Steve. And therein lies this week's party animal. Uh, I could see getting the seven, the same breed of dog over and over. Although 11 of them over a, a span of 38 years, is that possible to have gone through 11 bulldogs? Are you feeding them? I, I want to write in to the producers of this commercial. Like, how are they going through the 11? Has Michael Vick been getting their hand, his hands on, on some of these dogs? 11 seems a bit much. Now, I'm not going to go off on a rant about the fact that they named the dog Steve, although I'm not a big fan of human names for dogs. That's an age-old rant, but I stand by it. Dogs don't deserve human names. And I know a family who had a beloved dog, and when they replaced it, they, they named it Sport. The dog's name was Sport, and they named the second one Sport 2. And I, I could see the sequel. If you have a third one, just say, you know, call it Sport the Return. You, you know, I, I would understand that. But to just 11 Steves, I mean, that seems, that's insulting to Steve number one, Steve number two, very insulting to Steve number three, because, you know, the third one's a charm. And four through ten. I mean, couldn't you call him, you know, King Steve for one, or Steve-O for the other one, or Steve-Arino for another? I, mean, I would love Steve-Arino. I would love to go to a house that had a dog named Steve-Arino. Any pen, party animal, animal radio. Hey, this is Wendy, and Lucky Diamond is on my lap. Wendy Diamond from Greatest American Dog saying, I'm on animal radio. Don't forget... Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Xanaflora for pets. A safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member. Xanaflora for pets. Helps control yeast and candida. Strengthen the immune system. Improve digestion. Regulate bowel movements. Give your pet the gift of good health. Xanaflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640 for Geniflora. 
Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator, the first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water, preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline.com and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at all. Hello, this is Don DeLuise and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. It's Animal Radio, one 405 Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She's a little bit under the weather today and she's in our booth right now. I want her to stay there because I don't like the whole germ thing that's going on. What? What, Judy? You're germophobic too, Bobby. I know that. You you don't even well, shake yes, my hands. You'll do that whole. She allow me to. Thing. She allow me to kiss her today. Is that what you, but you see, did? He's kissing the back of my hand. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. So, stay away from your neck is what you're saying. Okay, I see that the karaoke party that Dr. Debbie was going to be uh, hosting. She won't be hosting. Ask yeah. her about that in just a few minutes. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I believe we have Maggie on the phone. Yes. Hot. How are you, Maggie? Good. Am I pronouncing your name right? Yes. Where are you calling from? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My dog, Brittany, she's three years old. She's been peeing on the carpet a lot, and I'm wondering if there's a scent in the carpet that makes her pee. Okay. It's, I, I do believe it. I do believe it. And uh, the best things for you to do, honey, uh, you need to um, use the Simple Solution product, which we always recommend it, to pour on that area very liberally, make sure it stays, and after that, clean it up. Uh, when it's dry up, you need to use another product by name No Pee. You can uh, get it from. Uh, you can uh, Google this product, no pee, and what that one, what that one, that one will do, will keep your dog away from the area for a while. Dogs are creature of habits, so if your dog will not approach to that area for maybe two, three, two, three days, he will not do it from the time on. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much for calling us. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. See, we get them from the crib to the grave here. Vladi, let me ask you something. Okay. Because this this is a a natural uh, formula that was given to me by a girlfriend whose dog had an, let's just say, inappropriate meeting with a skunk, and there was not enough tomato juice or uh, disposable douche in the world <laughs> to get this dog clean, and found that the, the um, Mythbusters are the ones that proved this for her. If you take equal parts hydrogen peroxide and baking soda, mix them in a bucket of water with Dawn soap, Ooh. you can get rid of that smell. That and work? I'm wondering if that if that would because that's specifically for like skunk smell to get rid of. But would that work on any of the carpet stains or that where the dogs are are going in inappropriately marking? I think we need to try because I don't take anything on the face value without mm-hmm. proof. Um, I guess we will ask somebody pee and uh, after baby. Yeah, I'll go pee in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and have to try to clean it up. I'm just wondering because 
Mythbusters prove that it works to get rid of skunk odor on animals and in rooms. Ooh. So I'm wondering if it would, yeah. And come on, Mythbusters, those guys are, they're great. They're almost I'm as telling good as you, we are. It sounds like it would make a good tooth cleanser. Sometimes well, the things, yes, sometimes the things but works. But not with the Dawn soap. Oh, yes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the things working perfectly in theory, but not as good in the practice. Okay, I think we should put this into good practice whenever we get a chance. Uh, we have a th- few emails if we can uh, address them. With we have you, a few Bobby. minutes. Can you hit them real fast there? Because we're all on the clock here. <laughs> hit it, Vlad! We really should have a music bed for we this. We really like should. Maybe some Peter Gunn. You can uh, email Vlad at Vlade at AnimalRadio.com. That's V-L-A-D-A-E at AnimalRadio.com. You can actually email all of us. Head on over to the website there. Even you, Bobby. You get a lot of interesting mail. Of course, I'm... I do. Did you get that uh, complimentary colon cleansing that uh, that I got? You know, I've I've been getting rid of that one. And not in the way you think. We've all been forwarding them to you, Hal. (laughs) Yeah, Hal. Vlada, you got email over there. What do you got? Yeah, I have a few emails. I would like very quickly go. And I, as a matter of fact, I received a lot of emails, but the, those few I picked because of uh, they are very uncommon, and I would even name them uh, top three emails of the month. Top three emails okay. of the month. Excellent. Number one. Number one. Are you ready, guys? Yes, I am. Okay. Marie from Phoenix, Arizona. How can I stop my dog from bagging at the table? The problem is my husband giving her food at the table all the time, and I am against it. Somebody told me. a new me, husband. Yeah. Somebody told me that I should put the leash on the dog and correct and snap the dog every time when she approached the table. No, Marie, you need to put the leash on your husband yes, and snap him. Yes. Oh, See, I was no. right, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, of course, you can't expect your dog to quit that behavior if your old man's feeding No, not when someone's sitting there feeding him. Yes. Yeah. What else do you have there, oh, boy? Number two. One, I don't even know if I can read this one. Jeff and from Michigan. Vladi, uh, uh, we miss you. Yeah, it's in the beginning. Okay, he says... Uh, my three years old lab, Duke, um, like to steal and shred my girlfriend's underwear. Uh-oh. Every time... His dog's a perv! <laughs> listen, listen that. Listen that. Listen that. You will not believe it. I, I could not believe when I... I don't even know if I can read this. Every time when we get busy... I'm not sure about that. We got it. We got it. Go on. Go on. Okay. When we get busy, he sneak into the room and pick this underwear and destroy it. And uh, this is the from Victoria's Secret store, so you can imagine how it's expensive. I I can relate to that because that's the only only store I use to buy the underwear for my wife and my mistress all my life. (laughs) Hopefully they never meet. Yeah, but but in reality is, you know, this is the dog who is looking for trouble. I mean, he, I'm not sure about, you know, he loves your wife more than, uh, excuse me, a girlfriend uh, more than you do, but I think he knows this is very precious for you guys because probably when he's done it, you're chasing him around and such and such. So, you know what? As the precaution measures, I just would like to put this underwear and spray on that with the 
bitter bitter apple or or uh, cayenne pepper I'm or cayenne pepper. Just just here. put something on top and let him try it. You know. Yeah, that sounds like it's gonna hurt. And yeah, I don't know if yeah, I'd want to wear them after that. Yeah. Okay. No, but you have to, to you have to you have to read this hair. one. This, okay, this, this is, is letter number three. This is the Vladi. this is the ultimate okay. one. This is it. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is Tanya. Tanya. I will say because she's from Czechoslovakia. It's like uh, almost our neighborhood, like a Russian sister. Yes. So, <laughs> Tanya from <Okay>. California. <laughs> Vladi, I am from Czechoslovakia. Привет. It's in Russia. Hi. Basically, they speak a little bit Russian. <laughs> I happily married. Uh, my American husband probably her English is as good as mine American husband for three years uh, but I did not but I do not get along with his mother and uh, yeah and everything because of the pets of course the ultimate problem happened on the last uh, Christmas uh, his mother-in-law uh this is my mother-in-law, his mother um, was complaining that uh, because of my dog, her cat was sitting all evening on the shelf and could not enjoy uh, the Christmas tree. <laughs> She's also asking me every time when she see me if I'm a communist. <laughs> uh, and, and basically, her question is, how can I make that relation works? So let's we let's together, let's we three of us, four of us, try to figure out how we can straighten out. This is the vicious American mother-in-law. <laughs> Put her up for sale on eBay. Okay. <laughs> what is your version? At least make some money off of her. I'm sure she has good advice to offer someone somewhere. Tanya. Please put a little bit more obedience on your dog and uh, teach the dog go into the place command. And every time when you bring your dog to your mother-in-law house, just tell your dog, place. And your dog will go to your do to the dog bed, lay down, and do, do not interrupt your mother-in-law or her cat. And I think that's going to settle some problem in the relationship with your mother-in-law. And I'm Absolutely. very happy she that... she won't have anything to complain about Exactly, well, exactly. Well, yeah, she will. About the dog. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> do, do you have a, Bobby, do you have a problem with your mother-in-law? No, got rid of her when I divorced my ex-husband. It was a package deal. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so cute, it's so wonderful, you know, because I, I recently met one client who, who said to me, so her dog beat five people, but she said, well, I should say four, because fifth was my mother-in-law, and it was her fault. <laughs> yeah, she had it coming, seriously. <laughs> Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. An Indiana family credits the family cat in saving their lives from a deadly gas. Eric and Kathy Kiesling say their 14-year-old cat named Winnie played a crucial role in saving their lives after a gasoline-powered water pump in their basement caused deadly carbon monoxide fumes to build up. The family was sleeping soundly when Winnie began nudging Kathy's ear and meowing loudly. Kathy described Winnie's unusual meowing as crazy, almost like she was screaming. When she reluctantly got up, she realized she was nauseous and dizzy and couldn't wake her husband up. 
Eric had undergone minor neck surgery the day before, so she decided to call 911. And good thing she did. Paramedics found their 14-year-old son Michael unconscious on the floor of his bedroom, and they treated the whole family for carbon monoxide poisoning. The Kieslings are lucky to be alive, but not surprised that Winnie came to their rescue. They say she also alerted them to a tornado last summer. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people too? Animal Radio. Cats destined to thrive and not just survive need a lot more than just food and water. Cats are not pack animals like dogs. Cats are solitary hunters of small prey. Research shows a few steps you could do to improve your indoor cat's environment. Here's some: be a friend. Cats need a real friend, so set aside 15 minutes a day for playtime, grooming, and petting. Give them altitude. Cats like to get high altitude. That is, let them get off the floor with window perches, shelves, tables, any place where your cat can get some height and lay claim and watch people and other animals. Let them go hunting. Cats love to hunt, so provide them toys that look like mice, birds, bugs, all of cats' natural prey. Cat scratch fever. Provide a sturdy scratching post for cats, and don't toss it away when it starts looking shaggy, 'cause that's the way the cats like it. And water is preventive medicine. Make sure there is enough clean water, because not getting enough water can cause serious health problems in cats. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. This year's grueling 1150-mile Iditarod race has claimed four sled dogs. The annual Alaska event involves teams of 12 to 16 sled dogs covering the almost 1200-mile trail in 10 to 17 days. Necropsies will be performed to try to determine what killed the dogs. One musher, Lou Packer, who lost two dogs, told the Anchorage Daily News he thought they froze to death in the high winds. Critics compare the competition to canine torture, while organizers say the race commemorates the 1925 event in which mushers and their sled dogs brought life-saving serum to diphtheria victims in Nome. It's over that same route. This year's race was won by Lance Mackey for the third consecutive time. Mackey. Promptly retired his lead sled dog Larry and took home fifty thousand dollars. Soldiers and Marines are receiving special training at the Hawthorne Army Ammunition Depot. It's in California on how to properly care for and use mules and horses. U.S. taxpayer dollars fund not only high-tech transportation for troops but also four-legged modes of transportation. In the rugged terrain of Afghanistan, troops have to be able to find an enemy that hides in mountain lairs. The course trains soldiers and Marines how to be prepared for something that doesn't have a fan belt. Marine Staff Sergeant Tyler McDaniel said, "Quote: With animals, you have to think about stuff like shoes and grooming." End quote. Recent issue of People magazine updates the lives of some of Hollywood's most recognizable four-legged actors, like the Sphinx cat who played Doctor Evil's pet, Mister Bigglesworth, in the Austin Powers movies. Oh, I love that. He is ten. Tenu- Are you ready? Yes. Cat is ten years old. His real name is Mel Gibskin. <laughs> His trainer says he loves being the center of attention, and we all remember, remember Eddie on Frasier. Mm-hmm. That yes. little Jack Russell Terrier is named Enzo. He lives with his trainer Mathilde Ducani, who we spoke to, and says that he is quote loving retirement. 
And who will ever forget the Taco Bell Chihuahua? Oh, yeah. No one. Gidget, while currently out of work, her trainer, Sue Chipperton, says the 15-year-old just loves laying out in the sun. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, with your dog behavior questions. Bobby's working on news feverishly over it. What are you working on, Bobby? Well, I'm, I'm doing an update sort of on uh, a veteran Senegal police dog that was hurt in the line of duty uh, just two weeks ago. And he was... Within weeks of being retired, he's an eight-year-old German Shepherd named Erp. Oh yes, Erp. and that's Erp. <laughs> I'm going to guess that that's has something to do with Wyatt Erp, who did have a background history of being in San Diego after his Wild West days. So that's I'm I'm guessing on that. But Erp, the German Shepherd, is is doing well after being stabbed in the neck by a bad guy. Mm. Who the police got, and but it reminded me because this poor dog had to get so many blood transfusions to recover. Uh, it made me start thinking about there were a couple of people that I remembered from my vet office who would bring their dogs in because their dogs were blood donors. Oh, and it was so cool because I I never knew about that that you could do that with your dogs. Your dogs can give blood, like people give blood, and just donate because there are situations like this one that came up in San Diego at their emergency vet clinic where. This dog had, canine dog had been, uh, stabbed in the neck and was bleeding profusely and would have died had it not been for the blood that was provided by the, the transfusions from the, the dogs that donated. So when you go give blood, bring your dog and give blood too. Not at the same place, no. of course. You boob. <laughs> <laughs> Animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way, and if you want to talk with her, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Also, Vinny Penn with his satirical look at the animal life, and uh, I believe uh, is it. We have hi, Doctor Marty Becker. Hey, friends. From ABC hey. Good Morning America. Hey, Marty. Dr. Marty Becker joining us. How are you doing, buddy? You want the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth, so help me God. <laughs> yes, I do, please. <laughs> oh, I was just in Good Morning America this week uh, in New York doing Good Morning America and doing the yeoman's work. We were talking about the top products from the Global Pet Expo where I ran into the both of you. Yes. And then we did something on saying goodbye to pets. You know, when do you know it's time? And 
I reached out to uh, probably a person that has as much or more experience than anybody else, Dr. Greg Ogilvie, the famed cancer expert who's had to help a lot of people say goodbye to pets. And it was a, It's a really good segment. You know, when you think about saying goodbye to pets, I know that's what we're not here to talk about today. You really but brought me down, Doc. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it happens. Well, you know, here, here's, this, here's the thing. It, there's no one right answer, but my the one axiom that I have carved in stone as a veterinarian with a 30-year career is I'd rather be one month too early than one minute too late. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. sometimes people... Uh, you know, and, you know, there's certain things. If you look back at a pet, you know, there's no right answer, one answer for everybody. But when you look at a pet, is it have an incurable illness? Is it suffering? Is the cost of a five percent chance of a cure uh, really worth ten thousand dollars when you can't afford it? And you know, sometimes you got to make a decision that's uh, that's you know really an economic euthanasia. But most of the time, you know, is a pet still able to do, is it able to eat and drink and, and have normal bathroom habits? Does it still have the same quality of life it had? Can it still chase a tennis ball? Can it still rise to its feet? And, and if, the, if the bad days are outnumbering the good days, if it's suffering, there's a very little chance of cure, then, you know, that may be the time to think about saying goodbye. What are some things we can do to accommodate the older pet as they're, as they're getting up there so they're living an easier more well, comfortable here's, life. here's the first thing: is we gotta, you know, understand pets' accelerated biological clocks. You know, we don't know they don't live as long as us, but somehow we're lulled into a false sense of security based on our dog's natural exuberance and inexplicable innate ability to bury signs of pain and comfort. You know, so we want to pretend like they're not aging, that they're fine, and obviously, irrefutably, they're not fine. So, there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, tell you the signs that your pet is aging first, because sometimes these things kind of creep up on us. Uh, they'll have cloudy eyes. We call that uh, ophthalmic nuclear sclerosis. You know, people think it's cataracts, but it's not, just cloudy eyes. Mm-hmm. Graying, you know, the hair turns gray around the muzzle, the eyes, the brow, progressing to other parts of the body. Uh, they get lumps or bumps. Uh, that means the immune system is starting to slip a little bit. A stiff gait from arthritis. Uh, they limp. They hesitancy rising up their feet. Don't want to go up their forbidden stairs anymore. Uh, don't hear or see as well. Food's not as tasty. Uh, muscle drooping. Uh, might just have trouble chewing their food or bad breath because of dental problems. But So those are the kind of signs you see. Now, the things to accommodate them are, uh, uh, you know, I, I think number one is to think about changing the food. You know, your veterinarian may recommend some kind of geriatric or senior diet, and, or you may, if you're home cooking, alter the kind of food you're feeding, but you want something that has easily digestible nutrients that prevent obesity and gastrointestinal upsets by limiting fat. Uh, older dogs and cats are more prone to dehydration, so uh, not just have plenty of access to water like we always used to say, but get the drinking fountains you know, that really encourage them to drink more water. Uh, grooming becomes more of a problem for older dogs and cats. They just simply don't groom themselves as well, and this includes you know, longer toenails in a dog, cats that become matted, so you're going to have to do a more regular brushing, which helps keep their skin from becoming dry. Uh, pay special attention to dental care, because that's when you start seeing... You know, teeth that are loose, teeth that are infected or falling out. Uh, arthritis, and this is not just arthritis in dogs. You know, dogs, if they have arthritis, they're stiff, gait, uh, they bunny hop instead of striding out, they don't want to jump up on the couch. Well, cats just suffer in silence, but they have arthritis too. Uh, your veterinarian may recommend, uh, you know, a non steroidal anti inflammatory drug or a nutraceutical uh, drug. Uh, heated orthopedic beds, uh, non-skid mats. If you have hardwood floors or tile floors, so they don't slip when they walk. 
uh, ramps or stairs to help them get up on the bed or the couch. Uh, they tend to have vision problems as they get older, so don't rearrange the furniture or move things uh, in the middle of the night. <laughs> they, they did that to me. That's just a yes. cruel joke. That really is. Don't do that. <laughs> and I guess the last thing is, is you know, they... And I want to come back on the show. I've been studying cognitive disorder syndrome, uh, canine brain aging, we call it cognitive disorder syndrome, or early Alzheimer's in dogs. And there is some unbelievable new research out now about, by giving potentiated antioxidant cocktails that you can not only treat these older dogs to get these, you know, they're, they're more irritable, they have house-soiling problems, they're not as social, uh, their senses are dulled, and we all thought, oh, those are just signs of old age, and we're actually finding out it's a clinical syndrome called uh, cognitive disorder syndrome. But here's the amazing thing. You use these, these potentiated antioxidant cocktails, which are just natural products that you would find, uh, the omega-3 fatty acids, uh, resveratrol, DHA, those kind of things, and, and it actually reverses the signs. And I tried it in a, in a client of mine about two weeks ago, and within one week, the dog went to its toy box and took out a toy it hadn't played with in five years wow. and started playing with this toy. Another dog, about uh, six weeks ago, all after about 10 days on this product, again, it's just a supplement you put in the food, the dog started mm-hmm. doing that zoom around the room thing where it went crazy and ran around the house like it got lost its mind, you know, just having fun. <laughs> okay, we're going to link to this at AnimalRadio.com because I know we're going to get a lot of calls about this stuff here. Dr. Marty Becker is yeah. with us. The website is PetConnection.com. Of course, he has three new books out, The Ultimate Dog Lover, The Ultimate Cat Lover, The Ultimate Horse Lover, uh, with his partner in crime, Gina Spadafori. And a uh, picture of uh, Tiggers, the studio cat, and the ultimate cat lover guy. Yes, she's famous. She is. More Animal Radio is on the way. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. 
Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio, reminding you to spay and neuter your pets. Radio, 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang is here. The body of the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Bobby, with news. Uh, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Our stunt studio chihuahua, or should I just say wonder dog, as we still don't know what kind of dog it is, is in my arms right now in, in the sling, and she's... Now, wonder I have back problems. I'm going to say you wait now. Is she in the sling or are you in the sling? Who's in the sling? <laughs> Who's in the sling? Oh, she's, it's in her little, she's in she, her little doggy sling. And she's yes. playing. She's in there playing. I heard a squeak. She, yeah. She's, she's squeaking her little squeaky toy. We have, of course, the honor of always having animal communicator Joy Turner on the animal radio airwaves. And she's talking to your pets today, I believe. Who do we have on the phone, Judy? We have Ruth. Hi, Ruth. How are you doing? Hi, okay. Where are you calling from today? From New Jersey. From Joyzy. What's the yeah. New Jersey? The Garden State. Hi, Ruth. Who would you Hi, like Joy. to talk to today? I like to talk to my dog, Jack. He's a three-year-old beagle. Okay. And my question is, um, he, he first of all, by the way, command- he first of all wants Sorry? to tell. First of all, he wants to tell you hello. <laughs> <laughs> now he says you can ask him. Okay. Um. He listens to his commands very well when he is in the house, but when he goes outside, he doesn't like to listen to, come here, and I was wondering why. He gives me a little chuckle, and he tells me that this is so incredibly simple, he thinks it's funny that you haven't gotten it yet, because in his mind, he needs to be out going to a lot more different places a lot more often than he is. And when he's doing it as little in his mind, and again, I don't know how often that is, but in his mind, it's too little for him. He knows that if he comes to you, the greatest probability is he's going to have to stop being out there. Okay. So he doesn't want to come because he doesn't want to cut that short. So my suggestion would be um, kind of make a little deal with him, agree that you'll take him out more or to different places or whatever you can do that you have time to do and you're in the right place that you can do that, and then ask him if you do this for him, will he come to you more often? Okay. That Tell makes me sense. he actually would if you would take him out either longer or to more different places. He, he okay. wants you to know he is incredibly driven by his nose, which, of course, being a beagle, you might expect. And yeah. he needs to have an ability to smell a lot of different things a lot okay to kind of keep him happy and content oh yeah most definitely all right well thank you very much Ruth thank you very much for your call at one 405 8405 to talk to animal communicator Joy Turner and of course you can learn more about her at animal excuse me at joyturner.com there's more animal radio on the way you're listening to animal radio you can learn more at animalradio.com log on Learn more. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. 
Roll Radio. 1-866-405-8405. We're celebrating our connection with our pet. We do this every weekend. If this is your first weekend, well, welcome. To my left is Dr. Debbie, the animal Yay. radio veterinarian. She can answer <laughs> your medical questions. To my right is, uh, well, usually Vlade stands here to my right. Hypothetically, if he was here, he would answer your behavior questions. If you have a behavior question, we'll get an answer. Don't sweat it. If he's not in here, you know, there's other people too. But we got, they're all here. We got Vinnie Penn. He's like a party animal. He comments on, uh, you know, life he's, in general. Speaks his mind, yeah. He's got a best-selling book out. Joy Turner, she's an animal communicator. Hi, Joy. She's waving at me right now. Also, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk. And where is she? Her mic is just her mic is empty. She's late also. Uh, Bobby is. Uh, what do we got coming up, Bobby? Well, we're going to take a look at one at one company that's actually posting bonuses in this really hard economy, and you're going to love what the company really does to keep things moving. That's coming up in the news. And Dr. Jim Humphreys and Britt Savage on the way. Right now, I believe we are, we're going to take some calls with Dr. Debbie. Is that okay with you, Doc? That's cool. I need to earn my keep here, so let's go to the phones. I think we have Kathy waiting. Yes. Hi. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? Wonderful. What kind of critters do you have? Well, I have four dogs and three cats. And if people wow. put dumping them along the side of the highway, I won't have any more. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you must be providing a good, happy home because that's how they find you. <laughs> yes, that they do. Uh, I have a seven-year-old Labrador Greyhound. I got him when he was eight weeks old. Um, he acted like he was abused, and he's terrified of water. And I don't know how to how to help him with it. When it rains, he's terrified. Baths are really fun. <laughs> Hmm. So is it is it just the storms or or getting in the bathtub that gets him frightened? Uh, even the water hose, the kitchen sink, any kind of water. I had a feeling that maybe somebody tried to drown him when he was a pup. Wow, but you got him when he was really young, at like eight weeks, you said, right? Yes, but there was no life to him. You know how puppies play? He didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's hard to say. I mean, if he had some kind of bad experience early on, negative experiences are way more potent than the positive ones that we can try to make up for that. So sometimes if there is something in their background, we kind of wish they could talk, and that's when we need to get assigned up to talk to Joy so we can find out a little bit more where the root of this might be coming from. Mm-hmm. But if if we're dealing with this kind of uh, phobia, if we will, um, in regards to water of any sort, there's a couple different ways that we we have to approach this. Um, one is that it's it's very difficult to train a dog to not have a fear of, of something if they keep getting exposed to it while we're trying to work on that. So as much as we can, we kind of have to control our little world. And what, what's your baby's name? Jasper. Jasper. So uh-huh. for when Jasper is around the house, if, if just the sound of water running kind of gets him spooked, we need to kind of control as much as we can that environment until we can get through some of this training in the behavioral therapy. So that's a goal, and that's a hard one to do sometimes if you're talking about you know doing dishes or the shower right. or what have you. But exactly. we need to work on um, some basic kind of... Uh, 
some behavior work. And what I'd really be doing is we're going to try to practice basic things like obedience commands, things to kind of distract him. Um, so this is where sit, stay, uh, down, all of these type of things, give a shake, give me paw, any of those kind of behaviors are things that we're going to train him to do instead of thinking about whatever sound he's hearing or the sight of water. Um, okay. We practice those things, and then we try to challenge them in very little situations where there's a little bit of water involved. Simple thing we can try, we can go outside, put a uh, wet bath towel down, and ask him to walk across that, and then on the other side, you know, do a sit, stay, give a paw, give a shake. So it's just the, the texture, the feel of the water, the idea of water just enters his head, and we practice all those good behaviors and, and kind of give him the confidence that being around a wet towel is not that bad a, of a problem. Then when we start working up to those things, then we might ask them to do other things with water around, whether they be the small bowls of water, uh, maybe a basin of water. And we're going to try to maintain calm behaviors while we are exposed to that. If we're getting nervous and anxious and, you know, he's showing um, whatever signs that he does when he's around water, we have to backtrack and go back a step. Um, but hopefully, what with time, we'll go from a wet towel to maybe a, a little bit of coated of uh, water that he might have to walk through or a little bit of a dripping faucet nearby. Those type of things, we're going to build up his confidence around those so that eventually we can hopefully have him around a noisy shower um, and uh, you know deal with some of the other things like thunderstorms, which could be like the big mother of all water phobias uh-huh. <laughs> if, you're, if you're afraid of that. So, yeah, so th- that's... I'm sorry? <laughs> For an 80-pound dog, he can shake. <laughs> yeah, Yeesh. yeah. And, and you know, sometimes greyhounds are a little bit nervous critters, so, um, you know, it can uh, be a challenge for these guys. Now, if we need it, we can try some other things to help facilitate this training, and I would definitely sign him up for a pheromone collar. Um, it's a nice little collar, looks like a flea collar, and it emits the scent hormones that help to relax dogs. And this is something only he will smell, um, or other dogs in his vicinity, you won't smell it. But it can help, especially during some of these training sessions, to kind of help him feel a happy calm and uh, remain focused on what we're, what we're asking him to do. If we have to, there are some behavior medicines that I would consider on an individual basis, um, some of the different types of tricyclic antidepressants, um, some of the different um, calming medications, which can be useful. And for pets that really have a high level of anxiety with uh, these things, that might be indicated. But it really would be something we'd you know, have to discuss in much further detail on whether or not that would be something for your little baby there, Jasper. So, so got a little bit of work there. Does that sound like something you might want to tackle? Oh, yeah, yeah, I want to help him out through this. He really has a rough time. Yeah, and especially, you know, with these these fears, they are so ingrained and so hard for them to get past. So once you have the tools, you can get them there. But uh, just give them that gentle pat along the way and uh, let us know how things are going. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call, 1-866-405-8405. is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets. 
from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Welcome back. The whole dream team of experts here. Dr. Debbie to answer your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vinnie Penn, Joy Turner, animal communicator extraordinaire. Susan Sims with Phyto-Friendly Travel Talk. Bobby with your news. Britt Savage and Dr. Jim Humphreys. And special guest this week, ABC Good Morning America's Dr. Marty Becker with some tips about microchips. Let's go straight to the phones with Dr. Debbie and Angie. Hi, Angie. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Where are you? I am in Texas. In Texas, and you are on with Dr. Debbie. Hi. How can I help you out? Um, My mom called, and she was, um, I have a two-year-old lab, and he, um, about six months ago, he had a seizure in the middle of the night. Mm, Um, Okay. He woke up. It was very short. He woke up. He went outside. He was fine. About a month later, the same thing happened. He was always in a deep sleep. And then um, about two months ago, he had one, about four in the morning, and um, then he, he didn't seem to recover from it. He mm-hmm. um, About five minutes later, he began to have another one. And then um, then he was very disoriented, bumbling around, running into things, like trying to get in the wrong way of the door, um, didn't recognize us. At one point, he even snapped at my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, we took him to the vet that day. To have him observed and of course he didn't do it again um since then he's done it one more time the same way two right back to back then about another hour later he'll have two more back to back um and that that last time he um my husband let him out and we have an electronic fence and um he went over the barrier and he was gone for 24 hours oh my and then he came back and then it hadn't happened since that was about a month ago Okay, so is he on any kind of seizure medications? No, we went, took him to the vet that day, and they said they did some baseline blood tests, mm-hmm. and they said they could, and they did a physical exam, and they said that, that his quality of life, if he was on any kind of anti-seizure medications, would not be worth um, worth the effort. Hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I have to believe that if if you're having seizures multiple times through a 24-hour period. I don't think that's a quality of life. And I think that there is always a point where we talk about when do we start seizure medicines, and we don't want to start it too early. But if we're having clusters of seizures within a given day um, or we're having a lot within a short period of time, and a couple of months to me is, is starting to get to the point where that that's a lot. And definitely having multiples within the same day is to where I think it's worth it. And I would certainly see about getting them on some seizure medication. Um, you know, there's always concerns with that, and we have to watch, you know, blood values, and we watch things cautiously. But um, the interesting thing with seizures is we do tend to see them more in the middle of the night hour. So a lot of pets with seizures will have them in the middle of the night. Um, and if he's having multiples through the night, gosh, you know, I, I think it's time we really step in. And, um, you know, I don't know how you all feel about that, but, uh, you know, I, I think that sounds like good sense for your dog. Yes, yes, I definitely thought so. And um, she said we did call them back and tell them that he had had another episode. And they said mm-hmm. to um, monitor um, the frequency, and then if they got too close together, they would they would recommend some type of anti-seizure medication. And I don't know what the, like you said, I mean, it seemingly, from my perspective, this seems too close together. But having mm-hmm. never had a dog with seizures before, I wouldn't know what too close together would would mean necessarily. 
Yeah. For me, I like to, you know, if we have a few and far between seizure every maybe couple months, you know, that to me is, is an infrequent seizure and does not warrant medication. But for where you're at, yeah, I, I think it's time to step in and, and see about getting them on some um, anti-seizure medicines. Right. And, uh, you know, it, it'll help in the long run. You know, some of those things like the, the biting and, you know, the behaviors that happen after they've gone through a seizure, they're not really quite with it. So um, if we can control those from happening, you know, that helps everyone in the household. So I'd be on board with that, definitely. All right. You know, seizures are not a fun thing. I had a childhood dog that went through these, so it is very scary. But, um, you know, there is hope, and uh, with medication, you can you can keep the baby under control. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here to take your calls at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Ladybug, the studio, stunt chihuahua wonder dog. <laughs> she's got the European stunt gift today. does she do? What stunt? Well, she's just, uh, she's like a guinea pig around here. Whatever we need done. And in particular, testing toys, like this one that uh, Vladi just brought, the Versace purse. Yeah, very upscale gift. I love it. How many dogs do you think are looking up at their radio right now? <laughs> Tilting your little heads with their ears She did up. not deserve it, honestly. She was growling at me when I came Aww. in. Yeah. She only growls at you, I'll well, tell yeah. you that. You did, yeah. But she was, she was, she was apologized after that. <laughs> She's a sweet baby. If you want to see pictures and take your guess at what kind of dog she is, head on over to the website at animalradio.com animalradio.com. We're also giving away some DNA tests there. We have a dozen this week that we'll be giving away. We're still waiting for results on our DNA test here. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, animal communicator Joy Turner will be talking to your animals. I know that during this segment I go over into the corner with Bobby and we just sit there and kind of listen. We giggle. We giggle a little bit, yes. But Judy, you're very into this. And of course it makes the phones ring. I, I believe in it. You know, you have to have your own experience, and then you believe. Sure, okay. one 405 if you want to talk to Animal Communicator Joy Turner coming up in just a couple of minutes. What do we got coming up in the news, Bobby? Well, we're going to take a look at one at one company that's actually posting bonuses in this really hard economy, and you're going to love what the company really does to keep things moving. That's coming up in the news. And our phone is off hookahs usually, and who is it right now? Gene, right? Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Thank you for calling me. I thought the lady's not going to call me today. I mean, I have about 12 men today. No, none of them is lady. So what can I do for you, Jean? I have a problem with a nine-year-old Shih Tzu. I drive truck. I was out in Reno. Um, severe winds. Okay. Um, over 70, 80 miles an hour. I was parked. But what happened is the gusts were so strong, it buckled the metal on the truck. My nine-year-old Shih Tzu just went ballistic. He started bouncing off of the walls. Now I have a problem with him getting into the vehicles. Mm-hmm. He's a little more calm in the truck, but he seems to know when the wind is kicking up, and then he'll just bounce off the bed, on the floor, on the seat. Okay. His tongue hangs out, and in the car, it's even worse. Okay, so let me uh, let me help you out on that in a very unusual way. 
Okay. I would like um, you uh, to send me email because I apologize for everyone who is listening right now. I have an amazing, <laughs> yes, I have amazing uh, music therapy, which I would like you to play every oh. time when you are driving your vehicle. On top of that, I would like you put in your nice truck a little crate. I don't want for a while your dog is uh, running around in your vehicle without being confined. Confined, confined. So I would like the dog has type of the sense of um, comfort, like a little room, so he would feel much comfortable. Uh, you put the nice blanket in his toys, and here is how you're going to drive for a while. I would like you to start to crate him if you don't while he's home, and uh, so it's not going to be like, like a bad. Uh, experience or surprise for him so and after that you will transfer his positive uh, experience of being in the crate uh, in your vehicle so you're going to drive with him in your vehicle and he's going to listen that music I also would like to use uh, some type of the um, calming supplements you can basically go on internet uh, just Type. I am giving him some of that now, along with uh, Benadryl. My vet said Benadryl, but it doesn't seem to work alone. Yeah, it doesn't alone because supplement. because you need to put, you need to do behavior behavior modification approach as well. But like I said, put him in the crate, and while you're driving with him, if he if he makes any noises, I want him now. <clears throat> excuse me, worry about you more than worry about anything else. How you can do that? Let's say if he is crying in the crate or making. Noises, Noises, slightly smack the crate uh, from the side with your hands, just like that, and make that sound. Ah! He stops, tell him, good boy, and maybe put in his crate something positive, like a you know, a nice toy which you can fill with peanut butter and put in the freezer, and make it just a special toy just when he's driving with you in the vehicle, in this crate, and uh, send me email, please, Vladi at AnimalRadio.com, and I will definitely tell you what type of the music to use. Trust me, you just turn on that music, and he's going to relax and go go and go sleep. And once he experiences positive, when he have a positive experience of driving with you, he doesn't need anymore be driving in this crate. You can substitute that crate for the nice dog bed. And eventually, it doesn't matter. So, we'll need to recreate his habits and positive ex experience of your vehicle. Time from time, stop your, stop your truck, get the dog outside, get him a little bit exercise. Does he like to chase something? Like if you would... Oh. Yes. Yeah, he has the other two dogs, and they're always running, always running. But if you will, if you will, just maybe move some toy. Will he chase that toy? Yes. Yeah. So I would like to give you a great gift. You will not believe how he will love it. And you can exercise your dog. I mean, it's in your convenience of your parking lot without even breaking sweat. Uh, the name of the product is uh, Chase It Pet Toy. What it is? It's just amazing. Uh, like a device, uh, explain for me what is a device? It's a stick. It almost looks like a fishing pole. With the fishing and the toy oh, attached cool. to that, and it's a very long enough. You stay in the in the in the one place and just move that stuff around, and you're not gonna chase it, and uh, he will just love it, get exhausted, 
and be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kid sleeps well. <laughs> okay, so, Thank you so much. yes, it's a chase it pet toys. Chase it pet toys. You can Google it. You can also email the Vladi at animalradio.com and I will uh, send you that item. Just uh, send me your mailing address, please. Thanks for your call today. 1 866 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Vinny Penn coming back at you. I got six words for you to kick off this week's party animal installment. A snake is not a pet. Now, I'm not talking about the dorm room snake where everybody sits around doing bong tokes and gathers and Chucko's room to watch him feed a mouse to the snake. I'm talking about when you're at an outdoor festival, a flea market or whatnot, as I was with my family the other, and you lean over and you see this guy's got this huge thing on his shoulders, and it's it's rather still. You you think it's kind of a funky new kind of. If he wasn't wearing his Harley T-shirt, you'd think it was the hottest, latest trend in scarves. And then it moves and you realize, oh, it's a massive white snake on his shoulders. I, I, I mean, this guy had friggin' anaconda on his sh- at a flea market. When the head, uh, when, when the forked tongue started flicking out, my daughter shrieked like Jason Voorhees had just shown up. I took her to see the new Friday the 13th. Not a good move. She's very young for that. But I must reiterate, a snake is not a pet. Or at the very least, you don't take your snake for a walk. And that's not a metaphor. Vinnie Pan, party animal, animal radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K9 Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly made sure it drove our dogs taste buds crazy here's the lowdown canine caviar is holistic allergen free with raw dehydrated meats herbs fish oil and flaxseed for health and joint support good food for roscoe from a company i can trust ask your pet store for canine caviar learn more at caninecaviar.com listen to the news two dogs rescued from a locked car emergencies can happen anywhere anytime they can even affect your pets In other news a local policeman saved a cat today being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets the same red cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with deep DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. 
To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. It's Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. The whole dream team is here to help you if you're, if you're having a problem. Even if you're not, you know, we'd like to hear from you. The whole thing is about celebrating our connection with our pets. And we're talking about this weekend. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all here. They never look for us here. <laughs> I have here, and I don't know if you knew this, Bobby. You have, of course, you have a couple of cats. You probably have Jeez. them microchipped. There are four different kinds of microchips. And some of them have different I frequencies. Know that. Yeah. yeah. The big deal is if your microchip works in one place, will it work in another place? And there's been a big controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to get Dr. Marty Becker on, of course, from ABC Good Morning America to answer these questions because I only had one choice of microchip when I got my cats. Yeah. yeah usually when you go to the vets, they only work with one chip, so you don't have a choice. You might have to find out what they use ahead of time. And if you're not happy with it, call around and find the chip you want. All the details there on the go. way. Yeah. This hour brought to you by Debt Settlement USA. one 551 7788. It's an important number, and I'll tell you why. If you have a lot of debt on your credit card, say over $10,000, and I'll be honest with you, I do. <laughs> I don't know about you, Bobby. What about you? Most people do. Yeah, I think that's I, low, Hal. Yeah, yeah, I'm up there. But you know what? That debt settlement, I have a cousin. She's, I won't name her name, but she knows who she is. She's a shopaholic, and she uses oh. her credit cards, and she got in way over her head. She called them. Yeah, I turned her on to them, and she called them, and they really helped her out. She avoided bankruptcy wow. by yes, calling Debt by Settlement calling. USA. Yeah, there's a lot. You hear a lot of commercials right now. I know during this show, there's mm-hmm. a lot of commercials for Debt Settlement mm-hmm. Help. These guys are the—they're the only ones that I know that people are working with. So I can actually say they're helping some people out at one eight 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 five five one seven seven eight eight. They are sponsoring this half hour of Animal Radio. Debt Settlement USA one eight 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 five five one seven seven. Eight eight, Bobby. Uh, news on the way. What do we got coming up? Yeah, we want you guys to be here and be listening up because before you reach for one of those over-the-counter flea or tick medications, EPA has some information you're going to want to know about. We're going to pass it along. Coming up in the news. It's Animal Radio one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to any one of the Dream Team, uh, whether that be Vlade or Doctor Debbie, Vinny or Bobby, Judy. Hey, listen, we, you can also talk to uh, the, the dog here, if you speak doglish, <laughs> which I know Vladi does. She does a lot of reviews here at Animal Radio. She, she reviews lots of products. In fact, we make light of this, that the UPS, they stop here, and they, they, they actually have a break room right here at Animal Radio, because every day they drop off, whether it be toys or food, something good for her. And she thinks that this is the way it should be for all dogs. But of course, yes. She even gets clothing. She reviews a lot, and you can see all these reviews at AnimalRadio.com. But even better, we've decided we want you to review some of these products, too. So we're going to give you a chance to be an Animal Radio listener reviewer and review some products this month, uh, actually this week, 
Wow, it's a weekly thing? Okay, Canny Collars. Is it Canny Collars? Yes, Canny, C-A-N-N-Y. If you want to review a Canny Collar, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. We'll send you one of these collars, and then you'll have to report back. Let us know how you liked it for your pet. I understand. What the what, heck is a Canny Collar? I'm not. What is it? It's it's a training collar. It reminds me of uh, like the Halty or the Gentle Leader. Gentle okay. lead, something along the lines. And there's pictures. I guess there's pictures at the website. Yes. So you'll see what you're reviewing before you get it in the mail. And, of course, we have a dozen. So uh, you want to head on over to the website immediately if you want to do that. I believe we have Paul on the phone. Hey, Paul, how you doing? All right. Where are you calling from today? Well, uh, now I'm in, uh, outside of Denver, Colorado. What's on your mind? Well, I've got these uh, over-the-road truck driver. I've got these two cats. And, and one of them uh, likes to urinate on things. Okay, and that's not pleasant. No, no, it's not. You you go to lay down at night and you put your head on the pillow and you smell something. Oh, uh, yikes. It's, it's, it's kind of disturbing. Uh, but he's not, uh, he may do it, and then it may be three or four months before he does it again. And somebody said something about maybe he has a, 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 a urinary tract infection or something. How old but, is he? Ten and a half years old. And is that the only place that he's doing this, or are there other parts of the house? I live in a truck. Oh, so he's traveling with you in the truck? Yes. Okay, well, what kind of litter box situation do you have going in the truck for him? Okay, there are two of them. They're brothers. They were came out of the same litter. In fact, they were only two cats mom had. The reason I suspect this one is a, I caught him doing it one time. And so I suspect it's him. And the litter box is, is a, a, because of a miniature truck, and I've got to make special adaptations. I've got a big... Uh, about 15-inch wide, 13-inch wide by, oh, 20, 24-inch long uh, Rubbermaid box that I put their litter in. And I slide okay. it out of the way up underneath something so they got a little bit of privacy. Do they tend to use that only when you're at stops, or do they actually try to get up and use it while you're in motion? <laughs> they they use it. They've they figured out they leaned against uh, the side, and they can do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be three or four months before they do, he does it again. Okay. Now, I guess that that infrequency, it's maybe a little bit harder to kind of do the sleuth work and to, to figure out what, what is the trigger for that. But a couple things, and, and, and being a driver, you're in a special situation because, you know, the litter box is moving, and in an older cat, you know, there, there can be some health disorders that we'd be worried about. Infections would be certainly one thing, but some male cats can even get crystal problems that can cause them to have um, some urgency, some pain, and some inappropriate urination. So I'd say I always like to check the urine, and I always like to make sure we rule out the medical causes of some some of these urine behaviors, because I think that's the fairest thing to the pet before we start talking about trying to twist their head around and change their behaviors. So uh, I would definitely encourage you to get a urine test done, have that done at, with a veterinary office. And then from there, you know, I'd really want to see about maybe if this is some kind of substrate preference, because whether it is the motion of the cab and, you know, maybe some arthritic aching joints from being an older kitty, um, that could present some problems for him logistically getting around or to feel comfortable in, in the box without falling over or getting hit against the, the, the side of the truck. The substrate preference could be, and that we see with a lot of cats, where, say, they prefer to pee on a rug instead of in their litter pan. So it takes a little bit of some some work, but some things that I would try is when you are not directly sleeping on that pillow, I would really like to see you put a cover on it or put some plastic on it. 
so that we can make sure that we don't have the opportunity to lie on that and urinate on it when you're not, you know, around. Hopefully it won't happen at night when you're lying there. That would be horrible. Yeah, 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 you know, but, uh, no, it's different things if I have a jacket that falls on the floor because I'm in different climates all the time. So I might need a jacket uh, this morning, uh, this afternoon, I don't need it. And it ends up on the floor, and i got to put it on again, and, whoa, they've hit this one, too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. different, it's not like, my only my pillow. It's mm-hmm. like here and there. And they grew up, so I've only had them out on the road for the last two years. Uh, before then, I had a real job. And uh-huh. <laughs> I've had to go back to driving trucks, and I've got nobody to keep them. So, you know, if I go, they got to go. Well, sure, and there's there's not a reason that you know that you have to accept this and live with this. Um, you know, I would definitely you know once we get past any kind of medical problem, um, we would definitely want to try to play around with the litter situation. And I would try some different uh, types of litter. If you use scoopable litter or clay litter, you know, kind of switch it out. Some cats even prefer if we try something like wood shavings. Um, so some of those different things can be different uh, feels for for the cat as they're stepping into the litter, and that you know some cats like to urinate on soft things like pillows and clothing because the urine is out of their way and it's just it's just not there you know they can lie yeah, on that yeah, and yeah, yeah. in a pillow it just the urine drains away it's like the perfect uh, pee pad you know really so um I mean, they, so they trying to keep most of the time yeah, i have no problem he goes to the litter box both of them go to the litter box no problem but uh i'm just wondering now he's like the younger of the two you know in the in, uh, was conceived the last mm-hmm you know, in the mama cat, and and he was probably a little young to be take. Maybe, uh, strictly speaking, he was probably a little young to be taken away from his mother. The other one was six. Well, they were both of them six weeks old when they were taken away from their mother. But probably mm-hmm. developmentally, he wasn't quite that far along. And I was just yeah. wondering, maybe they could have had something to do with it. But you think the best thing to do is just take him to the vet and and uh, and have it tested. And make yeah. sure there's nothing, uh, he's not having any problems that, that aren't evident. Yeah, I would start with that definitely. And then I'd start playing with the litter type. And I would uh, do the covering of the pillow with the plastic. And then the other thing you can even try, and it's more for a behavioral problem, would be to use a pheromone spray around the cab, something that won't smell foul to you and certainly will smell better than (laughs) urine. Um, But that's kind of a natural hormone that helps to kind of relax cats. And especially when we're dealing with urine spraying and uh, behavioral problems in cats, it can be helpful. So there's a couple different remedies we can try. But, yeah, let's get them that clean bill of health first before we start going and talking about uh, all these behavioral modifications for them. But, yes, what an unpleasant problem. So I'm feeling for you there. <laughs> Hope that works out for you, Paul. This is Dr. Debbie at one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats. Horse or emu, animals are people too. Cats can be so finicky, but a cat taking a trip on a ship bound from China to England survived only on condensation and cardboard. The little white cat jumped in a box of cooking ware and survived a 26-day journey in a sealed crate. She was found by surprised workers at a crockery supplier who were unloading the boxes and promptly named Chairman Meow. Chairman Meow was fed, vaccinated, and quarantined at a local animal center where she's enjoying being petted and fussed over. 
She'll soon be ready for a new home with food. Any kind of cat food would be fine. And I thought airline food was bad. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Once a flea infestation gets established in your environment, it's tough to bring under control. The adult fleas you see on your pet are only 5% of the total flea problem. Adult fleas can emerge quickly when weather conditions are right. This makes pet owners think their flea control products have failed them. Fleas are more than a simple nuisance. They can cause disease in both people and pets. Now your veterinarian can provide control with a very high level of effectiveness. New control methods kill adults and contain insect growth regulators or IGRs. These compounds make for very effective control at the flea's life cycle. The best way to get total flea control is with what we call integrated flea control. And that means we're going to use a product that kills the adult fleas as well as the immature fleas. Dr. Marsden says the appearance of adult fleas on a treated pet may mean you're simply not treating all the life stages. Especially in the face of a record year for flea infestation, now's the time to do it right. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Does your mom do this? Does she call up and play the Guess Who Died game with you? (laughs) This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Spring brings April showers and May flowers and fleas and ticks. But before you run down to your local pet supply emporium, veterinarians urge pet owners to be cautious. Most over-the-counter flea medications contain permethrin. It's a pesticide. It's been linked to health problems and, in some cases, pet deaths. Symptoms include irritation of the skin, drooling, or foaming at the mouth. Vets say if your pets display any adverse reaction to flea medication, wash your pet in dish soap and contact your vet immediately. The manufacturers of the -the over-the-counter products in question claim it's a very small percentage of pets who experience the temporary symptoms, which usually disappear in 24 hours. However, the Humane Society of the United States is speaking out against these products containing Premerthin, saying, quote, they are absolutely safer alternatives. The EPA's own website lists thousands of incidents linked to products containing pyrethrins, concluding thousands of reported deaths. A recent investigation by NBC4 in Los Angeles revealed the EPA admitted it isn't sure how many thousands of pets have been harmed by these pesticides based in the flea and tick products found over the counter. If you're planning to hit the road with Fido or Fifi, Here are some safety tips from Lauren Fix, the car coach. Pets should ride in the rear seat in pet carriers or harnesses secured by seat belts, never in the front passenger seat. Airbags deploy at over 200 miles per hour and could cause serious injuries to an unrestrained pet or person for that matter. Never let your dog ride with its head out the window or in your lap. Don't smoke with your pets in the car and never, ever leave any animal inside a locked car, no matter what the temperature outside. Hundreds of hundreds of animals die annually from being left in a hot car, even on so-called cool days. While the economy remains in the proverbial crapper across the country, one company posted revenue exceeding $4 million. And they didn't cook their books. The Pet Butler, it's a company across the country leading in pet poop cleanup. Wow. The company bills itself as the number one company in number two. <laughs> 
the franchised op- your <laughs> franchised operation is thriving. It's actually been around like 20 years and is thriving in one of the worst economic years on record. Company founder Red Boswell says, quote, yes, business stinks, but it's definitely picking up, end quote. The Pet Butler Franchise Services marked several milestones last year, like scooping their 50 millionth pile, they came in number 56 on the list of fastest-growing franchises, and the company held their second annual Kaka Convention in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. We do that here every year, but it's, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> it does. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Hi, Swoozie. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, Hal. How are you? I never thought I'd talk to you. (laughs) I know we're all giddy here in the studio. Two-time Tony Award winning stage actress, a flair for the eccentric characters, bright Unconventionally attractive. You're hot. I'll tell you that. Who are you talking about? Swoozy. Kurt's joining us. Swoozy. What does, where did you get the name Swoozy? Well, you know, my, my dad was, um, the most decorated Air Force pilot of World War II, and he flew, uh, the, the plane that he was flying was a B-17, and it was called the Swoos because it was named after, uh, this song that said, half swan, half goose, Alexander is a swoos. <laughs> A different name for a different, very different person who is very involved with the animals. I think like most people, I, I, animals move me to, to, to deeply, on a very deep level. I mean, I sometimes think that the animals are really superior to us. I, I sort of believe that. I know that. Good, thank you. You okay. confirmed it for me. I got involved with this um, organization called Farm Sanctuary, which is just an amazing organization. And it's very exciting. They're having their gala uh, in New York City. It's just an amazing organization. Mary Tyler Moore is involved, and Daryl Hannah, and Heather Mills McCartney, you know, Paul McCartney's wife. Sure. A lot of wonderful people are working for them. Um, I'm just here sort of as a, as a, you know, as a guest of theirs, and um, I'm so happy to have a chance to talk about what they do. I, I'm, I'm not an expert, but I can just tell you that uh, their achievements uh, over the years, over these 20 years, have been amazing. 
Do you have any cats or dogs at home? Well, you know, moving around as I did as a kid, we, we could never have a, a dog or cat because we moved off. It was just too, it was too complicated. So as an adult, suddenly I'm, I find myself in a sort of, um, uh, what do they call those, uh, serial, serial killers? Well, I'm a sort of serial pet person. I, <laughs> I seem that one after the other lands on my lawn or in my backyard or I see on the sidewalk. It's, it's, first there was, um, this little dog when I was in LA doing a series, uh, was on my front lawn one day. And there she was, and I thought, well, where did this come from? I looked for a, you know, a, a tag and I uh-huh. looked in the ads to see if anybody lost. And I kept her. And I remember somebody saying to me, now don't get too attached to her because she may only be here overnight. So I called her overnight. <laughs> and she was with me for four and a half wonderful years. She was just this little old dog who when I would take her around the block, you know, she would have to sniff every blade of grass. <laughs> so a walk around the block involved about, you know, a couple hours. Uh, and then I have Myra now. Well, then I, before that I had Rose, the cat. Rose came down to me from the guy uh, on the block of two houses above me and uh, just wanted to live with me. Just, just, me. just visiting just one, one day decided to live with you. That's it. And now I have Myra, whom I rescued from the intersection. If any of you know Los Angeles, uh-huh. this is scary. The intersection of Ventura Boulevard and Laurel Canyon one night. Uh, it was still light out. And I saw what I thought to be this little black plastic bag blowing in the wind. Mm-hmm. And suddenly I went, oh, my God, it's alive. It was a tiny black cat. And uh, Myra has now just celebrated her fifth birthday. Oh, oh wow. That's great. Yeah. And then Maury is the outside cat. Maury comes visiting. I don't know where he lives. I think he's a stray cat. And by the way, I think people should, uh, I don't know. I think people should do something about cats. You know, they they are um, they wander and they're nobody takes care of them. It's getting like Italy. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. It, great it, cats, and so we feed Maury. I feed Maury all the time, and then Myrna comes over from across the street. Now, does Maury live with you? No, Maury's outside. He thinks he lives with us. Okay, but he's not coming in because Myra is inside, and and uh, you know violence might ensue. Yes, so. but Myra lives with you. Okay. Yes, definitely. She's got the life. Yes. So we're just getting out around the cat neighborhood that your house is a place to visit. Yeah. Oh, you know, we got, I think we got four stars in the book. <laughs> and that we have a really good referral. That's why they all come to us. Sure. <laughs> well, house of suckers, we're called. Well, they, they know the animal lovers. They, oh, they yeah. can identify the animal lovers immediately. You know, they really can't. They're so smart. Were you taught to be an animal lover from uh, your parents? Oh, yes. Yes. My dad was one of those people that dogs just were magnetized to you know those people mm-hmm. they, they just they just would come up and they and you know he was kind of a uh, he he didn't he let well it's a long story but he didn't have real parents and stuff and he always as a kid he wanted a dog and he never had one and and uh, I remember one Christmas Eve it was so amazing in Omaha when we were visiting my grandparents there was this uh, sick calf out at some farm and he went and he nursed this sick calf on Christmas Eve in like this manger I mean it was a stable (laughs) but we we made it into kind of this Christmas Eve manger story it was amazing how wonderful now I noticed the the animals that you have now are cats are you a cat person or a dog person well you know what I really want My, my, my fantasy is to have like Two or three gigantic dogs, uh-huh. you know, the kind that just galumph around. They're huge. 
I'm not in a place right now in my life where I can make sure that I'm always going to be in that place to walk them, and I don't have people to depend on right now because of my crazy actress life. I'm sometimes in New York. I'm sometimes in L.A. Uh-huh. I'm sometimes on location. So I can't, you know, I don't want to take on that responsibility until I know that I can really fulfill it. But that that's what I would love. I'm looking for a little tiny dog, a toy dog. <laughs> Something you, know, you can put I can in carry the purse. With me in my purse. <laughs> and take wherever you go. Exactly. I can put it in the trailer if I'm doing a film or something, or television. I can put it in my trailer and bring it to the set and, you know, little tiny sweet thing or take it on an airplane. Uh-huh. Well, which, which brings me to this. Are you doing anything now? Should we be looking for anything? Well, you know, I, I'm on this series called Huff, which is on yeah, Showtime, which is an amazing yes. show. I'm not on it that much. I'm just a guest star, but I love it so much. And then um, I did a television pilot for CBS, uh, which is actually a moot point at this point because we just found out the other day it's not picked up. But oh, no. CBS has so many hits. Well, they should have picked it up, darn it. Well, it's, you know, it's fine. It's, it's, it was a wonderful experience, and it was, um, I worked with the people... Phil Rosenthal and the people who did every, Everybody Loves Raymond. So mm-hmm. it was a wonderful group, and I had a great time, and that's all you can control. Any new movies coming out? I wish I had something wonderful to tell you, but <clears throat> that's that's it for the moment. Well, that means you get you get time to relax. Well, you know, it's so great, because I've just come to New York where I haven't been in a while, and I, I'm really sort of feel this is my home, and, but I'm catching up with all the wonderful theater here and all my buddies who are in plays and everything. So, Suzy Kurtz joining us. Thank you so much for spending time with us on Animal Radio. Well, thank you guys so much, and thank you for what you're doing. It's wonderful. By all means, and check out the Farm Sanctuary, the website, farmsanctuary.org. Suzy, hold on one second, okay? Yes. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Every once in a while, they're comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Radio one eight six six 
405-8405. ABC Good Morning America's Dr. Marty Becker is on the way. Talking about microchips. There's a lot of controversy about microchips. This hour brought to you by Debt Settlement USA. Here's a number. You should write it down. Might not need it today. You might not need it tomorrow, but you should have this number. 888-551-7788. Now, if you, like me, are in trouble over your head with your credit cards, you don't want to declare bankruptcy, but you're looking for a way to pay them back, get out of debt, get that monkey off your back, one 551 7788. Let's go back to the phones. I believe we have, is it Shane? Hey, Shane. Hey, how you doing? Good. I have Dr. Debbie right here with me. Great. Hi. Hey, um, I'm hoping you can help me out. Um, About two and a half years ago, um, my wife kind of adopted a starling bird. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. um, Unfortunately, his mother was um, killed by a cat, and she... Uh, picked the bird up as a hatchling and pretty much has adopted it. <laughs> um, oh, wonderful. We've been looking for information the last couple of years, though, to find out what the life expectancy of the bird is. And everybody we talk to keeps telling us because it's a wild bird, there's really not much to Nobody knows, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, first, can I ask you, what are you feeding her? Uh, just typical bird seed and you know, a little bit of uh, berries and occasional worms. Okay. Well, now, a starling, um, and I guess one of the first things with her, with the age is, yeah, sometimes we just don't know with the wild birds, like, what the average captivity age would be, because, I mean, out in the wild, um, you know, birds and uh, cars and all sorts of things are the hazards that um, can shorten their lifespan. I, you know, I've I've heard of folks having starlings in captivity live for decades. Um, I, I don't uh, know them personally, but I have read reports on that. So it's possible they could live a very full lifespan. I would be maybe a little concerned, though, about our diet there um, in that starlings um, are actually um, based, their diet is mostly based off of animal matter or insects so they're not really seed eating birds and in the wild you know the mama bird for starlings they will they'll eat uh, you know bugs uh, worms regurgitated food all these wonderful things so the one thing i would encourage you is to actually try to lean more towards an insect-based diet or a protein-based diet instead of the seed-based diet um, and i think that will certainly help and, and there's some other ways you can kind of add protein in by, you know, adding an occasional egg in or things like that. Um, but the fruits are okay in small amounts as long as we're not, you know, relying on that full full time. Right. Okay. And is she in pretty good health? Oh, yeah. She's she's great. I mean, she goes a little bit crazy when she's in the cage, but, you know, she drives me nuts when she's loose in the house. <laughs> <laughs> they can be boisterous birds. Does she do any mimicking or talking? Um, she has... I'd say half a dozen different um, groupings of sounds that she uses on a very regular basis. Mm-hmm. She definitely likes to communicate with anybody that'll mm-hmm. listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a way of taking over the household there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I would work on our diet and, and hope that we can have many, many good years with her and uh, enjoy her as much as you can. Put those earplugs in if you need to. <laughs> This is Dr. Debbie. Thank you so much for your call, Shane. Give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guests at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. 
Learn more. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm mouth so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Uh, you're awesome. <laughs> Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pet as we do every weekend. 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang is here. The dream team of experts to answer your questions, uh, whether they be behavioral, uh, medical, uh, satirical. Vinny Penn, by the way, on the way in his book, Guido's Guido. Guido's Credo. Doing very well <laughs> on the Amazon bestsellers list soon, we hope. <laughs> You'll get it, Hal. It's okay. Yeah. The ladybug, the studio stunned wonder dog. We still wonder what she is. Yeah. Still waiting for results on the DNA test. Apparently, I screwed up last week. Yes, you didn't get the good scraping of her DNA, the cheek swab. So I did it myself and sent it in. So we'll see if we get some results oh, finally. It on me. Yeah, we I do, do believe we... she kind of got movement and she kind of got a little antsy. So that might have been part of it, too. That, yeah. could have been, that could have been it. Of course, we've been waiting since, since September. And uh, we, we do believe in these tests and the company that makes these tests, mostly because if you know what kind of breed uh, your animal is, you can figure out uh, what kind of diseases they may be predisposed to somewhere down the line. How's the health of Ladybug there? She's okay? fine. She's healthy. You know, and not only will it tell you about their, you know, what conditions they might be predisposed to, but it also tells you their behavior. Why do they do what they do? You know, and you don't want to take a dog that is a certain breed and try to break it of something that it was bred to do. You know, you got to work with the dog itself. Well, I meant to tell you, you got, I'm sorry, I got your mail here and I haven't passed it to you. I just got this card from the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical oh, Clinic. Let me see that. What is that? Oh, this is one of those uh, reminder cards. Oh, the reminder the cards from the vets. Yeah. Hey, I know those. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Let me ask you about this one. This one I'm, I'm a little confused about because it says okay. that uh, Ladybug is due for her Bordetella vaccine. What is that? Bordetella. That's a component in kennel cough, and it is a bacterial-related uh, disease. So that's one that um, generally has to be given about every six months because really? it doesn't really last a full year. Yeah, I thought that was for you know if they were boarding and she's never you know she's not around other dogs or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and I'd say for some folks they may not do that on a every six month basis if their pet's really not in those environments. Um, but that's probably why they sent that is that the six-month span was over. Hmm. Oh, okay. See, I, I get a lot of these cards. I can never tell which ones are the imperative ones. You know what I mean, Doc? Right. Yeah, it's challenging to know. And and I think a lot of people, we, we really got to look at the risk factors. You know, does your pet go around other dogs? What is essential? Um, rabies by law, you're not going to get out of. But for right. some of these other um, diseases, you know, it, it really would be something to discuss on a individual basis if it's something we really need to do or not so it would be okay if i pass on this one yeah you guys don't take her and border and have her around dogs at dog parks so uh no not at all her yeah. feet very rarely hit the ground <laughs> <laughs> she's always in a sling that poor girl she's a princess one 405 we have our friend from abc good morning america dr marty becker he is back joining us i have questions i'm confused and i figured he's the guy that can answer them for me let's I, hope so I'm, yeah i saw an advertisement about microchips and i know he's a pro hey marty how you doing 
Hey, thanks for having me back. America's favorite vet. You really are. That's what people refer to you as around here. Well, I like that. I mean, it feels sounds like my mom's my publicist, but... <laughs> That's okay. I see there are four different kinds of microchips, at least... And uh, one is called the AKC car, then there's the home again, there's the avid chip, and there's the rescue chip. And many are similar, but some run on different frequencies. And I was unaware that you could select one or the other when I go to my vet to get microchipped. Generally, they just have one certain brand. Is that true? No, this is really a good question because here's the problem you run into. It's like you trying to run, uh, you know, if you have a Mac and you're trying to work with PC software, Uh or you have a Range Rover and they have that special diagnostic equipment to, you know, plug into the computer on a Range Rover, but you've got a Chevy. You know, it doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, believe it or not, I waited. I have, uh, you know, I, I hope as America's veterinarian that I'm a, I'm a, pet lover and I, I waited for our three dogs until just recently to microchip them because I wanted everything to sort itself out for the very reason you alluded to and and most veterinary hospitals have and most shelters you know that are and other places that are chipping pets uh, they tend to go with one system and so they'll have one of the four that you mentioned and I think the important thing to understand is to find one that can be what I like is an ISO chip, and that means an intersta- international standard chip. And those chips can be read in any country, even. So if your pet happened to get over into Canada or Mexico, it can be read by their scanners there. And, and you want somebody that has a scanner that cross reads all other chip frequencies. So, uh, but the, my vet only seems well, to have sense. one particular chip that he's putting in. Yeah, see, that's the, well, the problem, the problem you run into, uh, and first of all, let's look at the problem. One out of three pets are lost sometime in their lifetime. So mm-hmm. someday their chip is going to come in, uh, pun intended, Al. Yeah. Uh, but you, you, if they go to, most of them are lost very, very close to your home, but let's say you don't find them, they're picked up, and they go to the shelter. If they don't have the scanner that reads your chip, there's going to be a problem. Now, more people are going to the, the scanners that read all frequencies, and that's the rescue chip that you referred to, the, yes. bear, the bear. Their scanner reads everybody else's microchip. So that's the one that I went with because it has the ISO frequency chip and their scanner cross-reads all these chips. Some shelters have two or three scanners to, to make sure they don't miss a chip. Mm. It doesn't happen very often, thankfully, that they miss them, but... Um, you know, you need to talk to your veterinarian about it. Find the one that, that is read most frequently by the, most of the scanners, and that's what you should go with. And we've posted a bunch of information at AnimalRadio.com so you can make an informed decision. Dr. Marty Becker, thank you for joining us. PetConnection.com. And, of course, the latest book's doing pretty well, I understand. The Ultimate Dog Lover, The Ultimate Cat Lover, and The Ultimate Horse Lover. Thank you, friend. <laughs> That's all we have time for this week. one 405 8405 That number is open all week long for your questions and your emails at AnimalRadio.com. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. This is Animal Radio Network.